That's your heartbeat. And this is another episode of The Mystic Show, episode 155. Time to sit back. Yes, hello everyone. Hello again. (laughs) And welcome back to The Mystic Show. I'm your host, Chris Curran. And yes, I did say it's time to sit back, but you might be walking. Or you might be uh, on a treadmill. Or you might be doing laundry. Or you might be in the kitchen cooking, listening to this show. Well, I'm happy that you're here at this very moment. And this is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and a lot of things that are unseen and otherworldly. All the things that you cannot hold in your hand, but they're so important. If you practice what we talk about on this show, it'll make a big difference in your life, for sure. We release new episodes every Friday morning, and you can hear us as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course, our website, themysticshow.net. Do you go to the website often, or do you listen to the show from the website? If you go to themysticshow.net, um... You'll see all our previous episodes, and you can also sign up for our behind-the-scenes email list. Yeah, it's a little email I send out once a week, kind of announcing the new episode and and giving you a little behind-the-scenes information about me and the show. And you also, when you sign up for that email list, you also get a free audio series that I really... I really enjoyed creating it, and people really love listening to it. It's called Relax with Rumi. I took selected quotes from Rumi, and I read them over relaxing music, and it came out really well. So you can download that free when you join the email list. So if that's something you want to do, feel free. And of course, a quick hello and thank you to Pause Your Life, our sponsor, our sister organization, Pause your life for those of us who need to press the pause button and relax. You know, step out of the day-to-day craziness. Step out of the rat race. Step out of the nine-to-five and just be a human being. Man, don't you just want to do that sometimes? I always want to, like, stop for a whole week. Like, let's just stop everything for a week and everyone just chill and relax. (laughs) You know? Wow. Wouldn't that be great? So on this episode, we're going to talk about various topics. Um, First, I'm going to start off with an amazing quote that was shared on Facebook by none other than my brother from another mother, Frank Deck. Hey, Frank. You shared a great quote, and I'm going to share it with our listeners. It's beautiful. Uh, Originally, allegedly said by uh, the Buddha. We're also going to talk about change of heart. You know, we we talk a lot, we hear a lot about change your mind. What about change your heart? 
We're going to talk about that. Also, getting aggravated by small things. You know, have you ever had a period of your life when just everything seemed to aggravate you and frustrate you and make you a little angry? I know I've been there, and we're going to talk about that. And we're going to end with a little bit on how to start meditation properly, because many listeners have approached me and said, hey, you're talking about spirituality and meditation, and it's great, and I like what you're saying, and I want to practice something, but I don't know what to do. So I'm going to talk about what you can do, how you can get started if if you're new, if you're a beginner. And by the way, we're all new. <laughs> Even us who've been practicing for years, we're still new. Trust me. It's an infinite journey and uh, it's beautiful. And we're on it together. You know, don't forget on the website, themysticshow.net, you can comment on any episode. So if you hear something that we talk about, and you have a comment or a question, just comment on the website. So let's start with the quote. Are you ready? And I always wonder what you guys are doing when you're listening. (laughs) Are you driving? I know my one brother from Florida, he listens on the way to work. I'm going to mention him a little bit later. Anyway, I'm going to say this quote twice. So I'm going to say it once and just pause for a moment or two or three. And then I'm going to read the quote again, and then that's it. Then we can just all turn off the podcast and go to bed. (laughs) All right. You ready? Again, this is from uh, the Buddha. In the sky, there is no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. So I'll read it again. In the sky, there is no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. That's a great one. I read that on Facebook. Frank Deck posted it. And that's just beautiful, right? The sky, there's no distinction of east and west. There's just sky. It just is. And so many times in life, in our lives, in your life, something just is, but we want to sit there and name it and judge it and distinguish it from everything else and create all these compartments and all this stuff. So, um, And of course, sometimes that's necessary. We're going to talk about the intellect a little bit in this episode. Yes, we have to use our minds. We have to distinguish between certain things, but you know, ultimately spirituality is almost like zooming out on our lives to look at our lives from a higher perspective. But it's also about zooming in, zooming within our own heart. It's kind of, that, that's like one of the paradoxes of spirituality. I wonder if you guys can hear my squeaky chair. I think I need a new chair here in the studio. <laughs> So I want to talk about change of heart. You know, we hear this statement a lot, you know, oh, she had a change of heart or he had a change of heart, you know, and we, we all kind of get what that means, right? It's, it's, it's a very important change on a very fundamental level. So we all know about changing our minds, right? And when we change our mind, typically changing our mind is with regards to small things, you know, where are we going to have dinner tonight? 
uh, what should I wear today? Uh, what should I name my new podcast? <laughs> you know, these are all details of life. And okay, I might think of the name of my podcast is the XYZ podcast. And then I might change my mind. No, I want it to be the QRS podcast. So we change our mind all the time about different things and, you know, but it's usually about small things, right? However, when we have a change of heart, it's like a global change within yourself. You know, it changes your view of the world and, and it also affects many areas of your life. A change of heart is much deeper. And I really think part, some of the ways we do that are when we accept situations for what they are. A lot of times we have situations in our lives that we rebel against or we don't like or we fight against it. And sometimes we struggle and struggle. And then one day we say, you know what? I can't struggle anymore. I'm, I'm just going to give up and accept it or go with it. And when you do that sincerely, that's a change of heart. That's a very major change in your life. It really, and then it changes your view of the world. It changes your view of that situation that you just accepted. Now you can be within that situation and just live normally without being uh, bothered by it or frustrated by it. So it also, change of heart happens when we accept other people for who they are, right? We're all trying to change other people sometimes, right? We want to change our wife, change our husband. <laughs> and we know we can't change other people, although we, we certainly do have an effect on people. But let's say your spouse, let's say there's things about your spouse that you would really like to change or things that annoy you or things that just bother you, just frustrate you a little, you know, it doesn't have to be anything major. It could just be a handful of small things or whatever. But when you accept your spouse 100% and accept with your heart fully, then that changes everything. Then little things don't bother you anymore. You know, these changes of heart, they sort of reverberate in your soul. They're very deep. Um, and they change the way you experience your life, for sure. Um, I mean, my probably my biggest change of heart in my life was when I started meditation. And I really, uh, you know, in my material life, I was very frustrated, very... I was at my wit's end. I couldn't make it work. Nothing was working. Uh, I was broke. I was unemployed. I didn't have a car living in my friend's basement. I mean, you probably know the story. You've probably heard me tell it. And then I somehow, by the grace of the universe, I started turning within and I started meditating and looking in my heart and honoring that space that part of me, the deeper part of me. And that brought a whole change of heart into my whole life. Um, the way I viewed things was different. Of course, it took time, right? Definitely takes a lot of time. And I had an experience recently where I was doing a favor for one of my clients. 
Um, so I record podcast shows over the internet and I help people do that. I provide a recording service for podcasts. And one of my clients said, hey, I'm going to have a guest on the show soon. And he's not very technical and he wants to do a sound check. He wants to connect with you, you know, a week before the show just to make sure he can connect on his computer and everything working fine. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And then, so I met the person and we were talking for a while and we were doing the sound check and it was just taking a long time. And I realized that I was spending a lot of time doing something that was, you know, kind of a favor and kind of, I wasn't being paid for it. And it seemed to be dragging on. And I was, I sort of thought to myself that I shouldn't let these kind of things happen. It's almost like a waste of my time. Those were some thoughts that went through my mind. And then immediately I just thought, you know, it's okay. I'm here. I'm doing a good sound check. I'm helping someone understand, you know, teaching them a little bit about their computer and, and how things work, you know, and, you know, so I was sort of imparting a lot of knowledge that had nothing to do with my business, but I was helping somebody. So I had that thought that, you know what, I'm, at least I'm helping somebody. Okay. This is taking a long time, but I'm helping someone and I'm kind of bonding with someone. And with that newer perception of the situation, I, I felt better. And I'm sure I was able to help the person a lot more. And then because I had that accepting attitude and that open attitude of helping, we started to talk and laugh and have fun. And, you know, it turns out that this person is pretty influential in the industry that I want to establish myself in. So this, and I didn't know this even when I started the sound check. I didn't, I didn't know who it was going to be. I just knew their name. So after all this time, the sound check and then bonding and laughing and connecting, um, it turned out that it's a person who could really help me in my business. <laughs> and the fact that I was open and just helpful with a good attitude just and I accepted the situation okay I'm here might as well, I'm going to help I'm just going to be myself be nice be kind and okay so with that attitude it seemed like the universe opened up and and now I might benefit from that effort <laughs> when I thought it was a waste of time maybe it was some of the most well spent time of my week I don't know but the fact is a lot of situations in our lives, we think it might be a waste of time. <laughs> we might think, why the heck are we doing this? This is a waste of time. I don't like this. And right, we've all have situations like that. And okay, sometimes something will happen within the situation and we'll see how it is a benefit to us, right? Other times, maybe it really does seem like a waste of time. I don't know. But I think in every situation in life, we have something to learn because the only reason we're put in any situation is to learn from it. You know, the universe wouldn't allow certain circumstances to come upon us if it wasn't for a reason. <laughs> so everything we face has a higher reason behind it 
for us to learn something or for us to confront something within ourselves. And really what it does is it gives us a chance, and this is the whole spiritual point of this whole story of change of heart. It really gives us a chance to accept situations and people fully with our heart. And that acceptance is a big part of spirituality. I remember my teacher telling us that, you know, a lot of times in spirituality, we hear this term surrender. You're supposed to surrender to God or surrender to your higher power or whatever. Surrender, right? And of course, Americans hate that term because it, we think it means that you're, you're a loser and you're useless and that's it. <laughs> but in spirituality, surrender is obviously very important because it's really the ego, right? The ego is what you're surrendering. But my teacher said, if the idea of surrendering doesn't sit well with you, right? Think about it as just accepting every moment. Every moment of your life, just accept that moment and whatever is in it. And every situation you're in, just accept that situation. And if you go on accepting this way, really that's surrender. So, you know, I think also a change of heart can be listening more in situations. You know, we can just listen more. We don't give much value to listening, most people. I wonder if you do. Do you ever listen really consciously to someone without, you know, trying to think of what you're going to say in return? That type of active listening can change a whole dynamic of a situation, really can. And like I said before, zooming out, zooming out is something we can do when we're in a situation and it might not be good or we might not be comfortable, we might be a little frustrated. We can zoom out and realize that, look, all in all, life is pretty good. <laughs> you know, we're here, we're alive. It's more comfortable for some than others, but there's something wonderful about being alive, isn't there? I mean, think about that. So I want to take a quick break, and you can think about that. Isn't it wonderful being alive? And when we come back, we're going to talk about our next topic. But I like taking these little breaks. It gives a little break. Also gives me a chance to drink some water. <laughs> so how wonderful is life, right? Go ahead, ponder that. back with the mystic show and you probably during that break you probably thought about work your family your email (laughs) right think about that you how many thoughts did you have in that little break what was that 20 seconds it's amazing our minds are so active so i would like to just mention that if you'd like to consider supporting the mystic show there's several ways you can do it one is you can share each episode on your social media, maybe on your Facebook page, on your Twitter. You can just share the link to the episode. If you like one of the episodes, if you like the topic, you can share it. 
Um, you can also give us a rating and a review in iTunes or Stitcher. If you're an iTunes person and you just want to say, you know, give the show a rating or a review, that's great. Also, we have a uh, program where you can contribute a dollar or two per episode to help us continue produce the show. It's through a platform called Patreon, and it's kind of cool. You sign up, you can say, hey, I'll, I'll pledge $1 per episode, or I'll pledge $2 an episode. And then it keeps track. I think it maybe bills your credit card once a month for, what, $4 or $8, depending on what you, what you pledge. So if you're interested in supporting the show that way, you can. Um, I just updated the website today with a link to that, actually. Um, the link was broken. So I had to fix it. Um, so if you go to the themysticshow.net and on the right side sidebar on the right, you can see there's a heading. It says, consider supporting the Mystic Show. And there's a couple options there for you. So anyway, that's a that Patreon page is where a few episodes ago I mentioned I made this like video that's supposed to be a nice short and sweet video and explain Patreon. <laughs> and my video was like this, you know, eight minute artistic, really slow, maybe boring video. Anyway, it might be fun just to watch, make fun of me. Oh, by the way, on Patreon, I forgot about this. I saw it today. That's why I'm going to mention it. But if you pledge $2 per episode, you get certain rewards on Patreon. But if you pledge $2 per episode, you get this audio from that I recorded from Sand Beach and that's in Maine. And I literally sat on this beach. It was at dusk. And I sat there with my binaural headphone microphones. And my wife was like just waiting for me. I don't know what she was doing. But I sat there for like 49 minutes <laughs> or more and recorded the waves crashing on the beach. You know, and it's kind of like a 3D sound, actually. If you wear headphones and listen to it it's and close your eyes, it, it's like you're at the beach because it's like 3D sound. So S- Sand Beach, Maine, that audio, if, if you pledge $2 an episode, you get that audio for free. You, I just send it to you. Anyway, um, I have to listen to that again. That's pretty cool. All right. The next topic is getting aggravated by small things. I was recently talking to a friend and he was telling me about how he just feels like a lot of little insignificant things are just really getting him frustrated and angry. And he doesn't know why. And, you know, a lot of the things are so insignificant that it it doesn't warrant getting so angry, but he feels it inside. And I got to tell you, I've been there in my life, too. Um I've been through times like that for sure. Uh, And you probably have too, right? I know some days that happens, like maybe for a day or for even a half a day, like if you're just not in a good mood, everything kind of frustrates you and whatever. Um, But sometimes over longer periods of our life, you know, like a month or two weeks, you can just in general be, you know, a little frustrated by little things that shouldn't mean very much, but for some reason, they really, you know, make you frustrated. Um, you know, I, I mean, he didn't ask for my advice, but I kind of just started mentioning to him some things and and he found them a little helpful. So I thought I would discuss on the show. Um, 
and I think from my experience, when I've been in those periods of my life when I might sort of get angry or frustrated with little insignificant things, it's helped me when I center myself in my heart. And when I center myself in my heart, all the emotion and the mental busyness sort of melts away. And of course, you probably know that the meditation practice I do is a heart-centered meditation. And the heart is the seat of divinity in, in a human being. It's not the brain. <laughs> the brain is just an electronic switching station, right? Uh, but the heart is really the heart of the matter. Ha <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I didn't plan that. I'm sorry. Moving on. When I center myself in my heart, I just feel more grounded and balanced and I don't get so emotional or, you know, my mind doesn't race as much, right? And of course, this comes with practice. So our brains, here, here's the problem. Most societies on earth and most people on earth, we operate from the brain. The modern day human is very intellectual. Now, in some countries, it's better than others, but for the most part, because, well, for whatever reason, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons like technology and money and all this stuff that it everything has become so intellectual. And the problem is that when we live our whole lives by the guidance of our brain, that's a recipe for failure. <laughs> so our brains are very good at solving simple, practical questions. Like, for instance, what time should we leave for the airport? Okay, well, you got to think about it. When's, what's my flight time? How, how far in advance do I have to arrive? Okay, how long does it take to drive to the airport? All this stuff. In those cases, our brain is very helpful, right? But the problem is when we get in the habit of managing every aspect of our life with our brain, the brain can't handle it. <laughs> The brain is just a computer. It doesn't have the answers. It doesn't have feeling. It doesn't have intuition. It's just a computer. <laughs> so, and, and our mental habits are centered in our brain, obviously. So we just get sucked into our mental habits and our desires and our preferences and our opinions and our judgment of other people, our judgment of situations, right? That's all in our brain. It really is. Now think about it. When you come back to your heart, most of that stuff just drops away. And you have to experience it, you know. You really have to experience it. So when you stay centered in your heart, that's when you intuitively feel what's right. What's right to do. When you're centered in your heart, that's when you're in the flow, right? When you're in the zone, you're not thinking too much. You're just being and living and doing. <laughs> In those cases, things usually go smoothly, <laughs> right? It's when we overthink stuff that we get in trouble. So, and here's the cool part. You can stay centered in your heart and simultaneously handle the mundane details of life. You can do everything you need to do while remaining centered in your heart. And it just simplifies life. It, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I'm lacking the words to explain this properly, but 
it's something you have to experience, you know. Um, and then what happens? We're able to be kind and we're able to be more practical as well. You know, the brains, our brains send us on wild goose chases. <laughs> they really do. You know, so when we stay centered in our heart, we can be kind, we can be practical, and we can really be more efficient because we're not on the wild goose chase, right? So staying centered in the heart is is the cure for this ailment of getting frustrated by every tiny little thing. You know, it's always been my thought that there's a lot of things in life we should just ignore. <laughs> but if we're living from our brain, we can't ignore them. <laughs> Because, by the way, our brain is where our ego is too, right? Our ego is just a, a network of thoughts and habits and desires. And that's in the brain. So centering on the heart solves so many problems. Uh, and we're going to talk about meditating on the heart very soon. Uh, but I wanted to bring up one example, which I don't know. I hope, it's, I hope it makes sense here um, because I really I love this analogy. And it's another chess analogy, right? If you like chess, give me a hey-o. <laughs> See, I had to get your attention. If you're falling asleep listening, that's not good. Anyway, if you're playing chess, in the beginning of the chess game, it's called the opening. You have a lot of different moves you can make. In the middle of the chess game, is called the middle game, where it's, it's the middle of the game. A lot of the pieces are on the board, and you have a lot of options. And the end of the chess game is called the end game. And that's where you have very few options. I just wanted to talk about the middle game for a second. So in the middle game, because by the way, um, if you're listening to this, you're, you're in the middle game of your life, probably. Unless you're 95 years old or six years old, you're in the middle game of your life. And here's the thing, what happens in the middle game of chess you sort of develop your pieces, you're playing the game, and sometimes it doesn't seem like there's much happening. And the amateur all of a sudden wants to just, you know, make things happen. So the amateur makes some wild moves or crazy moves or or bold moves or risky moves, right? And a lot of times it backfires because if you try and force something too much, that's not natural, it always comes back to bite you, right? So why does the amateur do that? Because there's this pressure that happens in the middle game. You feel it, it's like a subtle or subliminal or subconscious pressure that, oh, I have to make things happen. I need to do something. Nothing's going to happen unless I do it, right? So the beginner just does something just for the sake of doing it and does the wrong thing. But the experienced chess player is much more patient, very patient, and allows the game to unfold. So the game itself has its own momentum. It sort of carries itself forward. Even if you don't make any bold moves, it moves forward. How does this apply to your life? Life moves forward. Even if you stayed home for a week and did nothing, the world moves forward. Things change. If you go to work the next week, it'll be slightly different. You didn't do anything different, but it is different. So 
there's wisdom in that, that life moves forward on its own and we don't necessarily have to force it every minute. And what happens is if we don't force it, if we just can remain in our heart and remain intuitive and sort of feel what's right to do, we will make the best choices and we will get the best results. So that's a little benefit you get from living from your heart. You live much simpler, you're more patient, and you sort of ride the wave of life more effectively and you get better results. So um, so a quick thing about the heart too, I just wanted to mention this. When you're doing the right thing, your heart is pretty much silent. You won't feel anything. You'll just be in the zone. You'll be in the flow. Things feel right. You, you, don't, you won't feel much. It just feels right. It feels okay. But when you're doing the wrong thing, that's when your heart speaks up in the form of your conscience. It's when your conscience, conscience comes in and says, hey, this isn't right. <laughs> that's actually your heart speaking to you. And when you hear your conscience or perceive your conscience, you should definitely listen to it, right? We all know that. Oh, I should have trusted my gut feeling, right? Oh, I should have trusted my first instinct. I remember when I was a kid in school and when you would take a test, they told us a bunch of times, look, your first instinct of an answer is usually right. Why? Because we already know the answer. And if you're just living from your heart, just being normal and not overthinking, you just, you think the answer, that's the answer. So, but when we overthink, that's when we think backwards and get all twisted up in our thoughts. So, all right, so let's get to our last topic of the day. And we'll, I'm going to make this quick because, um, I can only tell you so much about how to start meditation, um, on this show. It's something you're going to have to do, but how to start meditation and how to start meditation properly. That's, I'd like to stress that. So this came up because my good buddy, Michael Helms in Florida, driving back and forth to work, uh, listening to the mystic show. He's, he asked me, he said, okay, okay. I like the mystic show. I love what you're doing, but how do I get started? What can I do? (laughs) So the simple answer, the real simple answer is um, find a heartfulness instructor near you. Now, heartfulness is the type of meditation that I do. It's the system that I use. Um, We were calling it natural path. It's still called the natural path. Uh, Now it's also called heartfulness. It's the same practice. Um, It's very simple. And the best thing about it is that you get help. So here's the thing. You could try to meditate without any guidance, right? But in my experience, that never works very well. You know, it would be like trying to become a doctor without going to any type of schooling. It's not realistic. It's not practical. Yes, could you read all the doctor books and study them and all this stuff? Yes, but you're not going to. (laughs) Because it'll take too long, you'll have too many questions that don't get answered, and you'll never stick with it. So everything in life that we want to master, we want to attain a high level of mastery in, 
we need an instructor. So it's that's how it is with meditation too. So um, doing it on your own is, you know, you can try anything you want on your own, but it's a lot easier when you have help. So heartfulness.org is the website. And, and by the way, you can remember also that I mentioned an app, which you can have on your phone. It's called Insight Timer. And Insight Timer is an app which you can time your meditations. You can even do some guided meditations. That's a fun app. It's good to do. Um, it's, it, you know, you obviously do it by yourself at home or wherever. Um, so there's that. And I also thought of this interesting analogy because, you know, where I live, there's a lot of deer in our yard and in the surrounding area. And what what the deer do, because apparently the deer are the same, in the same mammal family as a cow. And you may have heard that cows have like eight stomachs. Well, I think deer have four stomachs. And what they do is they eat a bunch of grass real quick and it goes into one of their stomachs. And then they sit down and they sort of, they don't really cough it up, but they bring it up out of the one stomach and then they chew it. And then when it's chewed, it goes into another stomach somehow. So a deer sitting there chewing and digesting the grass, you know what that's analogous to? It's an analogy for you sitting in meditation. Because what happens when we meditate, it sort of gives our being the time to process everything that has gone on in our life that that day and early you know the week before and even our whole life because a lot of things happen we take in a lot of experiences we take in a lot of impressions and thoughts and when we meditate it's like giving your subconscious mind time to process all that because if it goes unprocessed that's when you feel all scatterbrained and you're not grounded and, and you know your mind is racing so meditation is a great way to just be there. It's very natural. And it lets your lets yourself process what you've taken in. And you may have thoughts, but thoughts are no problem. Just ignore them. That's the trick to thoughts, by the way. Um, you're going to have thoughts. Just learn how to ignore them. Gently ignore them and come back to your heart. Um, but heartfulness.org, you can learn all about meditation there and you can find an instructor near you, which is what I would of course recommend you do. Um, why waste time struggling on your own with no system, jump into a system, get the help of an instructor and just start it and, and do it for a while. You got to give it many months. And then you'll experience something. I promise. (laughs) So I hope some of these uh, thoughts were inspiring to you, even in a small way. doesn't have to be like a life-changing event. But, you know, that's spirituality. We keep learning little by little, little by little. We keep walking up the staircase one step at a time. And, man, if you take one step every day, the end of the year... You're 365 steps up there. Year after year, man, you're going to be in the sky. So have a great day. Have a great week. 
and meditate well. And as always, keep shining. Thank you.